You are listening to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast, episode 235, brought to you by Triptych Books, discount comic book service, and iFanboy listeners like you. Welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 235. That number impresses me every single week. Good news, everybody. No Tom Caters this week. There it is. <laughs> Thank God. Sick of that uh, guy. <laughs> that's, that's the sound of people hitting the button on their iPod. So the rest of you decided to stick around. I'm Josh Joke's Flanagan. on them. They already downloaded it. Uh, <laughs> and I'm here with Ron Richards. Hello, Josh. And that mellifluous voice is finally back from his European quote-unquote vacation, Connor Kilpatrick. I tell you what, Turkish prisons are really nice in the summertime. I, I, I just got to say that I'm glad that we were able to thank the, all, all the iFanboy members. Connor's bail wasn't that expensive. <laughs> hey, Connor, well, the Euro, yeah. is, the Euro is just sliding down, so the, the bail ended up being not such a big deal. Uh, Connor, do you still have my watch? You're supposed <laughs> to hold on to it while you're in prison. <laughs> nice. That's why my back Ugh. hurts. <laughs> <laughs> iFanboy.com is about comics. <laughs> Sorry, haven't done that in a while, and you can tell. Uh, we like comics a lot. That is what this website is about. It's about liking comics and talking about them. It's very simple. Uh, every week we read a bunch of them. One of us has to pick the one that they thought was the best. Is That's on a rotating three-week schedule. So even if you've been away for several weeks, you have to read everything, catch up, and do it the day you get back because it's your goddamn turn. Uh, we, pro- we probably could have we we planned that a little better, I thought. <laughs> I think you planned it perfectly. Yeah. It's just great. Uh, so that becomes the pick of the week. We talk about that on the show and other books from the week and, and some other stuff, some fun things in there. Uh, and before we get to it, there are going to be spoilers. We're going to talk about the stuff that happened in the book. So if you haven't read them yet, come back later. Consider yourself warned. Connor, como se va? Yeah. I, as Josh alluded to earlier, I was on a two-week vacation. I rolled into my comic store on Wednesday, and Tuesday night was the night I got back from that vacation. I rolled into the comic store Wednesday and bought almost 40 books. And and because, from and from the week before, I mean, I bought twenty five that that hell week. It was that. Oh, that's that what I mean. It, it was it yeah. was twenty it was twenty three books from the week before, and and, yeah. and some some ungodly number from this weekend. I had to read not all, but enough. Like you know, the books that, I, I I had to read all the siege books. To make, you know, so seventy five Avengers books. Yeah. So I, I was Wednesday was a long day. Plus, I had hurt my back the day before, and so it was not a good time. But uh, man, you are turning into Tom Caters. It was it was pretty bizarre. <laughs> um, and I was I up until the very last book, Avengers number one was going to be the pick of the week. But the last book was DC Universe Legacies number one, and that turned out to be the pick of the week for many reasons. And I'll get to in a moment. But, but mostly, this isn't actually going to be a Joe Kubert show. But yeah, it is most, <laughs> mostly um, for the art in this book, which was just gorgeous. It was it was um, drawn by Andy Kubert and inked by Joe Kubert, but you, it was a very heavy ink job. Because most of the uh, detail work was very much in the Joe Kubert style, with a lot of those, you know, he does those like cross-hatching lines, and uh, it was, that stuff was all over the page. And this was just a book where every page I turned, I was just like, "Oh, that's that's beautiful, that's gorgeous, that is f- fantastic." This was this was somebody called this a clinic on that website. This totally was a clinic in storytelling. Yep. Not, not just storytelling, but atmosphere. This was a book dripping in it. Every panel was packed full of detail and background, and and every you know the the general store was full of stuff, and it was just. God, this was a gorgeous book. I just, I was so happy to turn the page on each one of these. Issues. And he's doing, the, they're, they're doing the second issue again, which is going to be great. I, I, uh, to, to that point with the atmosphere, I mean, you know, the Kubert's did a great job, but I honestly, Brad Anderson on the colors. Yes. The, well, the art, the yeah. whole art team was fantastic. Yeah. Now to back it up, what DC Universe Legacies is, is a ten-issue miniseries history of the DC Universe, which they did this similar thing back in 1986 when crisis and if an earth happened they had to reestablish the history and tell everybody what the new status quo was and they're doing it again this time and i loved the old history of the dc universe book even though it was mostly an illustrated textbook it was just blocks of text with an illustrated page and it was by jo- george perez so it was fine it was it was gorgeous but this is the same sort of concept but more in a story mode here we actually have a story from the late 30s early 40s whatever the time period is with the justice society first comes on the scene and how how they affect the crime in Metropolis and what that does to the people. What do these superheroes do when they arrive? Some people revere them. Some people hate them. They inspire. They, they cause anger. And, and it's, it's, it's basically a sly way of telling the history of the DC Universe. And the whole series is going to go through the whole 
the whole timeline up until the present day um, and telling it through a story with and a really, cl- really classically done. This was a, this was a very much of a throwback book. Lynn Wein was the writer, and he's a he's an industry stalwart. He's been writing Old comics since, since the '60s. And one thing I thought he did really well here, which is almost a lost art, is he told the complete story in one issue. Yep. He told, and it was packed full of stuff. It wasn't decompressed, but it was. It didn't feel overly rushed or full of information. It, it didn't feel like there was a lot of exposition. It didn't feel like you were being hit over the head of information. But you got a full, complete story, the kind you used to get in the '60s and '70s and '80s, before um, the writing for the trade became in vogue. And just for those of you who want context on who Len Wein is, I mean, he created Wolverine. Yep. So that's something he edited the Watchmen. Yep. He was the. I think he created Swamp Thing. Probably he's, lots of other things that we're all very used to. So he, you know, he's 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 a player. He's a pro, and not only did he write the hell out of this issue, but I haven't seen uh, the phrase "boychick" uh, <laughs> since since the Marvel books the, of the late seventies, early eighties. Oh, I'm Re- sure they were all over those, weren't they? Oh, they were all over those. The, no- the Nova Essentials is full of it. Like he had one of his friends who called him "boychick." Like he's like, "Hey, boychick," I don't even know what "boychick" means. Like "boychick" a Yiddish slang word for little for young man. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it was funny. I was, oh, I thought it was a Thai lady boy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it was it was good to see that. That was a good, a great bit of a throwback. But I love, I, I agree with you, guys. This state, this was great, and this it had street toughs, street so, toughs, which is a DC uh, DC staple. So that's, well, the main, the main device is that this, this this old man's telling you the story from his childhood and in, in, in the in back in the forties or whatever. Whenever this takes place, he was a young street tough, and. Uh, Collecting money for the mob and doing all kinds of stuff that Street Toughs did at that time when they wore those kind of you know flat hats and they talked like uh, um, old nineteen thirties characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. The the, and, o- the only thing better than the thirties forties DC Street Toughs are the DC Street Toughs of the eighties with the no sleeves <laughs> and the spiked hair and things like that. But yeah, so. I want a Street Toughs book. Street Toughs. <laughs> That's a great hey, idea. Uh, what's going on? Oh my God! There's your story. There's your comic, Connor. Yeah, you just Street do a comic called Street Toughs, and it's like a uh, four issue, like Street Toughs through the years of DC, and you do it for uh, every age. It's a it's a it's a racial stereotype extravaganza. Wow! <laughs> we should edit that out so somebody so we could write it and pitch it or DC yeah. if you like the idea, we'll write it. It's gonna uh, be one long beep. trademark. Trademark. Yeah. Trademark. <laughs> Street Toughs. It doesn't matter <laughs> DC or Marvel. We can take it anywhere. That's a good. That's a really good idea. Wow. Well, and then they could all fight in the end. It could be some sort of time travel, and then we could yeah. see who Ultimate Street Toughs is. And then, and then there was also a backup story, a really quick uh, Spectre and Doctor Fate story that was drawn by JG uh, Jones. So you had a lot of really high quality art. Not to mention the opening framing story that was drawn by Scott Collins. So you had you had three really good art teams on this book. It was, well, it was the, an art Scott extract. Collins framing was two pages. Yes. Yeah. Well, hardly say it's a. Story. No, I didn't say it was like three three art yeah, teams. You, true, you had a yeah. framing device in the, yeah. be- in the beginning, and uh, just I just loved I loved the atmosphere. I loved that it created this whole world. I loved that it felt you, you it was immersive. You know, I, and I, I had a panel up on the best panels of the week feature on a fanboy just to show how how much detail there was in, in all these panels that the Cuberts did, and it was just fantastic. Now, what about the backup uh, JG Jones? It was, it was pretty good. I liked it. It, it, it served the same purpose that the main story did, and it showed you how the people reacted to the to the superheroes arriving. And now, yeah. in this story, you've got reporters in, uh, investigating a case that involved Doctor Fate, and they don't believe that that these heroes are real. They think it's mass hysteria. They think it's, it's tricks. It's magic. And it's it's you know this is the whole point of this first issue is to show what happened when these heroes arrived on the scene and how people reacted to them and what what was the, what was the world like when they came on. And you know, in the DC universe now, people are used to Superman flying around and, and people ha- people being. You know, wearing gaudy costumes and fighting crime, but back then it was like, "This is these are weirdos," and what's the whole deal with these guys? So that's, yeah. to me, the whole point of this issue. Um, I really liked this a lot. This was really, and I, and I think it was like sixty percent the art and forty percent the story. The story was great, but really it was all about the Kubert art in the main the main story, which was just gorgeous. I, I agree. It was a lot of fun. It wasn't my pick of the week, but it was it was definitely it was a it was a treat to have in my stack. That's for sure. So, yeah. but um, I probably would have gone with Avengers number one personally. <laughs> I really liked Avengers number one. I gave it a five. It was the yeah. pick week up to the end. It was to me the only the only downside I think was uh, number one. I you know I, Ron and I love the team building. Yep. You know the, the team building is always the highlight of any team book, but it was basically the same team. So there was really no team building. Yeah, I did, we didn't get an announcement. I love the announcement. I just read that. I picked the Connor. I picked up that trade of uh, I am an Avenger, which, which yes. collects all the team announcement issues. Yes. And I, I love it. I, I blew through it in like two days. It was fantastic. And I think you. I, I just wanted a big. I wanted an action scene. I yeah. wanted. The, well, the thing is, 
because the thing is, I love Ramita. Ramita's fantastic. He's yeah. the art, this book was great, but I think you got to draw to Ramita's strengths. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to write. You got to write to Ramita's strengths, and Ramita's strengths are big action scenes. But we had, but we had. Well, okay. Well, we touch upon the story a little. I mean, it, it was you know, it starts off with you know Steve Rogers putting together his Avengers team and talking to everybody, and 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 there's a lot of talking in the tower as they're you know nailing down a team, and then all of a sudden Kang pops in, and I do got to admit, I loved. You know, we get a full page. Um, and I've been dying to talk about this issue, by the way, to Josh. But um, we've been we get a full page thing of Kang, and he, you know, you know, comes in screaming, "I'm Kang! Listen, Avengers!" You know, and then you turn the page, and just Thor sh- pummels him with Majolin, whatever. I can't say that. Majoliner. <laughs> And I want to just let's just spend time and let him keep saying it. <laughs> Majoliner. And oh, I that's thought not it. that's definitely not it. <laughs> Manolier. He can't, he can't even say Asgard. So Manolier. Manolier. Um, <laughs> <Majolima>. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> no. Are you kidding with this? Majolinar. <laughs> what you understand is that dude will get stuck in a loop like this in his car and he won't be able to go inside. He'll just be like Majolinar. Mike Mignola. Mike Mignola. I'm crying. Mike Majolinar. Oh, yeah, it's like that guy who does Hellboy. Mike Majolinar. Anyway, um, I thought that was a great – I mean that was a brief action thing, but it was unexpected. Yeah. It was fun. Um, but the big thing – so Josh, did you, you – I assume you read this? Yeah, of course I read it. Okay, and of course everyone – you liked the little Hawkeye moment with Spider-Man? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, the premise though? Yeah. Okay, so Kang comes back. And they, you know, which by the way, I, and I just listened to the Bendis tapes, and I heard Bendis talking about this. I love, and I love that he's using Bucky with zero context for the Marvel universe because Bucky doesn't know anybody. Yes. And so Bucky not knowing who Kang was, I thought was great. And so back and forth with Kang, what are you doing here? And Kang just says, you know, you know, I have words from the future you need to hear. You know, and he turns. It's your kids, Marty. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fucking Back to the Future too. So when they go to the future, they'll find out it actually isn't the kids. It's actually them because that's what happened in Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> so, Josh, what did you think? Did you enjoy that? I read it, as soon as I read that, I said, oh, my God, Josh. Well. Because you like Back to the Future. I did, and I noticed it immediately, and it sucked me right the hell out of it. Yeah. I see, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. I don't get that whole sucked me right out of it. I never get sucked because, out of anything. Because, in real, you know what the thing is? Yeah. Think about what this is supposed to be. It's supposed to be this big dramatic thing, and, and they're quoting pop culture movies, which is all well and good, but it's when a When did they quote gag. a pop culture movie? Well, I mean, that's what it made you think of immediately. Well, that was not a quote, though. Kang's no, not I, quoting I know, Back to the I know, Future. I know, that's different. I know. Yeah. That's not – but I know – like, listen, and this is maybe too, you know, too much, but, like, you know Brian Bendis – was thinking that when he wrote it, yeah, you know yeah, it, yeah. you know it, yeah. and because of that, like I was just like, really? Right. And so I guess in that way, like it feels. Eh. I, Listen, I, in the future, you don't know. Maybe Back to the Future is a huge cult classic that everyone worships, like Wild Stallions, or maybe, or nice, or maybe it's a religion thing. It's like yeah, the religion of Back to the Future. Yeah. No, uh, you know, I, I gotta say, Boy I was check. actually, I was a, after really digging sort of the New Avengers from last week. I was a little disappointed in this one. Really? Uh, there was a lot of. A, a lot of people standing around talking. Yep. A lot, and and it really was the fact where I was like, I thought he was, I thought he was needed to be reeled in with the dialogue a lot more. I thought that I, I was reading the the Steve Rogers stuff, and between the way that Ramita was drawing Steve Rogers and the way that he was talking, it didn't feel like him at all. He looks like Johnny Storm from Ultimate Fantastic Four. Like he well, looks that's, that's really. That's the Ramita young. face. That's like the Steve. I, under, I understand that, and uh, the other half. I thought like Billy Zabka actually. I he's, don't Steve, feel like Steve Rogers with no mask. By the way, he's getting all sorts of different haircuts by all the different artists. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's yeah. I also, like I don't Hawkeye. think, I don't think that this was Ramita's best work. Oh well, we know it. it's it's rushed. There's rush. I, I know parts. that. Yeah, and yeah. and that to me, I really like detracted from it. I did. I thought the bits when. You know, Connor pointed it out right away. The bits where he got to draw Kang, yep. the bits where he got to draw uh, Mjolnir attacking Mjolnir, Mjolnir, Miller, Miller High Life. How do you uh, say it? Mjolnir, Mjolnir. That's pretty good. Right. Although he sounded like he had a stroke at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Mjolnir. Norm. 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 For the rest of my life, he's Norm. By the way, that's the, that, that guy's a Peter Krause is it? not Peter. That's the yeah, that's the actor. That Peter Krause, yeah. Krause, yeah. It's also, also the artist on the Irredeemable. Yes, exactly. Right, okay. 
Peter Cross of the actor for for the rest of my life is Nate. Yes, uh, absolutely. Yep, Nate. Uh, I just, I, I don't know. I I actually gave this like three stars. I just I wanted like I felt like the voices for everybody needed to be a little different. It was just I don't know. I wanted it to be bigger or different than it was i suppose and i don't know i loved it i lo- i mean i love kang and i love i love i like that yeah. i think when kang showed up all of a sudden things got a lot better it was still after that like a, just a ton of exposition yeah, yeah. it's just lots of talking also i i am not in any way looking forward to the future story of these uh avengers kids who are taken from oh, the, the kids a- pro- yeah the anax so or whatever I, it is I do, yeah. I do not care about that yeah i don't like that. so this team I, I would be excited about i like the lineup of it but um, yeah eh. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. I, still I think love it. Bendis. When you let Bendis be Bendis, it worked really well on some things. But when on other things, I feel like like on this one, I just felt like they should have reined him in a little bit, and he should have he should have leaned on his dramatic uh, side a little more than. Well, his I, I feel like we just came out of a lot of action with Siege, and and sure. the, you know, and, and I still feel like we're. I still honestly, a week later, I need a little breathing room, and this was sure. The, this no, was that makes breathing. sense. Yeah. Well, so. maybe, but yeah. I just, I just. I take that, that – this felt like the tone of what would it be like a fill-in issue after something. So like the last issue rather than the first I issue. I could see this as the zero issue. Yeah, see, that's what I yeah. felt too. I felt like the first issue needed a bigger set piece. Yeah. It needed a bigger dramatic – you know, like the first issue of the, the original New Avengers had a big action set piece when the, the breakout happened. I mean yeah. this, is, this needed like a big And that's fight. that's – I mean that – you know, that's all sort of – it does. It doesn't really matter what yeah. it's numbered, what it is, but I think it has right. to do with what your expectations are going in. Yeah, that's it. Plus, you're starting, you're starting a new. You're starting a new status quo. Yeah, and if I one. if I go back and think about what it felt like to read New Avengers number one, I wanted it to feel like that, yeah. and it didn't. And uh, and this is nothing to do with Bendis or Amita, um, but I don't know what Marvel's thinking with the cover. Whew, let's put the logo all the way the, at the bottom. Like I bought really? the white one. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's I just white. <laughs> nice. But it's like it's like really like you know, and and I know we've been railing on the heroic age, you know, the the, the Photoshop effects looking like shit. But like, you you think Marvel of all people know about you know, like you know there are people there are people in my comic store who thought the book was called the Heroic Age. Yeah. You know, cause, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Whatever. Sorry. That's just more of an inside baseball thing. But um, yeah. keeping with the Heroic Age, uh, so also this week a bunch of other Heroic Age books came out, including uh, Atlas Number 1, which is the new relaunch containing the, the characters from previously from Agents of Atlas, which is uh, Jeff, Park, been Jeff, Jeff Parker's baby. Uh, he's been writing that since the get-go, and uh, Gabriel Hardman is on the art, and I've been enjoying Gabriel Hardman's sketch work as uh, exposed on the uh, – exposed, that's not the right verb – as featured on a lot of the weekly sketch-ups that Josh puts together on ifanboy.com. So I'm like, you know, and a lot of a lot of our friends have – are big fans of Agent of Atlas. I know the guys on 11 o'clock are huge fans of Agents of Atlas. I've never read a single page of Agents of Atlas, so I'm like, a number one issue? Fine, I'll pick it up. And if you had to pick one thing – to keep me from reading a Marvel comic, it would be Triathlon. And, oh, no! And he's in the goddamn book. It's 3D. Like, <laughs> they updated oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> but not good. Yeah, not good at all. And, like, it's funny. The, 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 the character that got me to stop reading Kurt Busiek and George Perez's run on Avengers, which made me miss Jeff Johns' run on Avengers, was Triathlon. And Wait, sure, you dropped that? Oh, I dropped that. Yeah, like two issues. Really? In, I was like, I hate this guy. And I dropped it. Um, the triune understanding. Oh, the Scientology. Oh, stop! Yeah, I know. Oh, I but, read every issue of that stuff. I couldn't so tell you. What I, it I read was. them all. I read them all. Yeah. But that said, that said, Gabe Hardman's art was great. I don't care about these characters at all. I had read a little bit of Agents of Atlas back in the day, and I, I, I got what it was, and I just couldn't get into it. I couldn't yeah. care about them for whatever reason. And the thing is, I like Jeff Parker. I think he's a great guy. I like, I like a lot of the stuff he writes. <laughs> It's just I just don't care about the I have no no relationship to these characters. I like whatsoever. some of the stuff he writes, yeah. and I think that they, like it's very hit or miss with me. Um, we're going to talk about this in a minute anyway, so I might as well. The, this this uh, was previewed in the a- Enter the Heroic Age yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, really good looking, by the way. Yeah, really good. Gabe Hardman's great. Yeah, but I read this this story and I was like, yeah, I still don't care about these characters. I get why people do. It's sort of a retroy jokey thing. Yeah. Uh, which is just not my thing. But he also wrote the Thunderbolts bit with Luke Cage, which seemed to me like a completely different writer. In Atlas? Uh, in the in the Enter the Heroic Age. Oh, okay. So Enter the Heroic Age, one shot, right? Like this, yeah, yeah. The, that sampler, was also, the sampler of all right. the new books, right? Okay. That was also written by Jeff Parker, and I yeah. thought that, that I really liked the way he wrote that. Yeah, the new Thunderbolts might be one to check out. That Did you see the art in that thing? Yeah, the art looks great. Who yeah. is that guy? It's kind of uh, like Kennedy a little bit. Like a uh, clean, like a Kennedy Ariel Olivetti kind of merch. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. was really impressed by that art. Yeah. Kevin That's Walker. Not, Kevin Walker. Yeah. Um, 
Well, this I, the, I, the one thing this Enter the Heroic Age thing had was good art. I mean, you had David Lopez on the Hawkeye Mockingbird stuff. You had McKelvey doing a badass Black Widow. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, yeah. This is this is a lot of fun on art. I, I re- actually really I, I I don't know why. I think I bought this to read the Hawkeye story, but I expected to hate it. But I found myself I actually really enjoyed reading this sampler for some reason. Yeah, uh, uh, the only weak point was I thought Avengers Academy was a little weak. Well, the Ages uh, of Atlas was the weak point. I, I couldn't yeah. even finish that one. I well, did that, you? I, a, did I have a printing a, error, or was there a double page spread in the in the first story that didn't work? I don't even remember. When it very ended, the Avengers Academy one ended, and it, it feels like they printed the page order wrong. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. It, that's weird, yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, that was, this sampler was, was, was you know pretty good. Three of the stories were good. The uh, Black Widow, the Hawkeye, and the Thunderbolts. But the first two, I just I'm not, I know I don't need to buy Avengers Academy, and I know I, I just yeah. know I don't. I don't feel anything for Ages of Atlas, so... Yeah, the, the characters yeah. in Avengers Academy are rough. I'll be honest with you. This look by the looks of it, I'm like, oh, he turns into dinosaur parts. Awesome. Mm. Yeah, maybe I'm jaded. Who knows? Anyway, all right. I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought Kelly Sue did a really nice job in the Black Widow story. I thought that was good. I'm going to call her by that name. I don't know why. That's sort of patronizing. It looked I great, apologize. Though. It looked good. Uh, no, it looked good. Um, and also, I thought that I thought the McKelvey actually really stretched... His, there was uh, one really dynamic panel in it when he, when she got punched by the chick. I was like, yep. well, that's, yes. that's very McKelvey. Really stretch, because I, I've, I would say one of the weak points I think that McKelvey has had is that he, he relies uh, too much on, on sort of two shots yep. and, and heads and shoulders and stuff like that. But there was some action stuff in here where he really stretched. There's a thing where, where she the girl is laying on the ground uh, and she, yeah, she kicks up the yep. foreground and then she kicks after that. It really just nice, nice work in there. So uh, I like seeing that improvement come out of him. Definitely yeah, uh, in the action stuff. I thought the Hawkeye part, I thought the Hawkeye stuff was really good. Um, yeah, well, we know. I mean, it's, it's McCann yeah. and Lopez. We know that's going to be good. So, yep. yeah. oh, there's, a, there's a very specific New York joke in it. I wonder who who else was going to get. Which one is that? About driving across a bridge to fight hipsters. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> Which I laughed because yeah. it's funny, but Clint, Clint talks a little bit much like Jim like in Sex and the City, just a little bit. <laughs> Uh, I know Jim. Yeah. So. No, it's funny. It was good. That was the best story in the whole in the whole thing. Yeah, yeah but Dude, really good action. Fantastic. Yeah, he, he and he like here's a guy who's improved just since the last story. Yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, action pieces in this were really nice. I'm really looking forward to that series a lot. Yeah. And then the Thunderbolts was a big surprise because I've hated Thunderbolts for a really long yeah, time. I think you're gonna like it again. I wow, that yeah. that's good. And it's, yeah. and the fact that it was also Jeff Parker really surprised me. Yeah. Moving on to a book that I selected. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, American Vampire Three, uh, just like Walking Dead, you know, the, every once in a while something will come along and rip your expectations of of the genre that is being pounded into the dust. Uh, this with book open. is great. This book is so great. Yes. Um, and 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 also, I mean, to be honest, it's it's I guess a little bit surprising that the the first half, the Scott Snyder written portion. Is much much more interesting and well done than the Stephen King written portion. Although I think the Stephen King portion is coming on. It is, I but it, it, I think it's uh, coming I, on strong than the, the, the first couple issues. I think that he's got some some storytelling issues with the with the, just the craft of putting together a story for a comic book. I think it's a little uh, oblique. I think he's just being a little bit too um, n- non-linear. I guess mm. I just I have a, a little hard time following it. Um, that being said, uh, just Raphael Albuquerque, I mean, people who, people who didn't know him before, this guy, he's amazing. Yes. He's just, he's just amazing. This is a gorgeous book. The fact he's doing the, the book in two different styles, uh, in the two different parts, I, I find it really interesting and fun. I like that there's a different kind of vampire and there's a whole thing going on. And it's 40 and, pages and he's doing yeah. this monthly. And it, and it takes place. Uh, How's he doing that? It, it takes place in the 20s. Yeah, and I I love that. I just I love the time period. I love that it's different. Um, it, it's it's a really fun book. I actually cl- I made this. This is my pick of the week. Um, so I clicked it uh, as that. Uh, and, and it just really impressed. This is the only thing that I gave five stars this week. And it, what a surprise! Because I mean, I just didn't. I, I was like, oh, maybe it'll be good, but I really didn't expect to stick with it or want to stick with it. Uh, and uh, it's been very good, so it's not too late for people to go pick it up. Yeah, I love I love the conflict between the old European stuffy vampires and the new sort of roguish American vampires who have different skills and abilities and and have and that, like then it's the a great it's a great contrast because it's something you've never really seen before. You know, it's like the the culture of vampires. Um, cool. And I'm not the thing people complain about vampires. I'm not sick of vampires. There are no you know, I read eighty superhero books. <laughs> I, That's and a good I consume, point. 
And I consume two or three vampire stories. Well, you're going to so get, a, you get a lot of vampires in Marvel coming up, so get ready for yeah, that. Yes, so, I mean, yeah. big, you know, big deal. I, I watch True Blood, I read American Vampires. So I'm not yeah. too I'm And not you, too you are a huge Twilight fan. People huge. Don't know. People don't know that Connor, like, opening Last year day, Comic-Con, yeah. oh yeah. my God. He was at the panel. He was there. Yeah. We couldn't, it was funny because you, you might have noticed that maybe he wasn't in as many of the interviews. Yeah, because he was he, in line for the panel. He was in that line. Yeah. The thing is, if you even say the words Rob Patton, and I won't finish it. Yeah. If you say that to Connor, he just... It's yeah. you, can't see, you can't see that, but I'm fanning my own face with my hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. he is totally team moist. The vapors. The vapors. What's his, the character's name? What's the character's name? Edward. Team Edward. Team Edward. Team Edward. Yeah. No, Come on, get it right. I made you a T-shirt. I know you I made, made you a t-shirt. t-shirt. I know. I'm gonna wear it. I'll wear it. That if if uh, he saw the other guy, the werewolf guy, whose name? don't even don't even don't even talk about it. All right, he would kick him square square in the balls. Nards. Wolfman's got nards. Does. I don't know. Um, anyways, that guy's got, got a smooth face. So, so American Vampire is a good time to jump on. It's also a great time to jump on to the Marvel books of the Heroic Age. And where better to jump on for your comic books than Discount Comic Book Service, uh, who are sponsoring this episode? We thank them for that. Uh, at DCBS, you can get up to seventy-five percent off some books uh, there. They've got monthly specials all the time. They discount forty percent off all the major publishers, so you never pay in full price. Uh, flat rate shipping of five ninety-five on all U.S.-based orders, domestic orders. So order as much as you want. It's all going to cost the same to ship it, so that's great. You can get anything that's in the previews catalog, so it's just like shopping at a regular comic book store. In fact, it's better because they've also got over 5,400 5,400 <laughs> <laughs> trade paperbacks in stock. Wow. <laughs> they must have expanded. So, that's 9,000. It's 9,000, correct. Up to over 9,000 trades in stock. So you're getting your weekly or monthly issues. They'll ship it to you on whatever schedule you want. You can get your books. It's awesome. <laughs> you can go to dcbservice.com. You can track all your orders online there. So discount comic book service. Check it out, dcbservice.com. Awesome. Next up, we're going to talk about Invincible Iron Man for the number no, 26. Not. No, we're not. I dropped it. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. You you dropped it, so we're no longer talking about yeah, it. Yeah, that's the new rule. Oh, I didn't. You didn't get the memo. But but Josh, you dropped it. Yeah, I thought you. Dropped and I don't it. read it. So yeah. well, after after twenty five came out, so many people were like, bleh, bleh, oh, about it. I was like, <laughs> fine, I'll pick up twenty five, and I picked up twenty five, and it was okay. Apparently, that Detroit Steel thing wasn't a joke. <laughs> I was because that that news came out on April first, and I remember I posted it, and I was like, this is kind of like this is a joke. Yeah, yeah. But then I, I was like. It wasn't. Um, so I picked up 25, and 25 was okay. Um, I can't, 26 w- was so much talking. <laughs> I mean, literally, talk, 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 explain, explain, explain. I, neither of you have this in front of you, but it's really literally heads and heads and heads and heads and talking and talking. And I guess the end was kind of interesting, but there was so much talking, and I hate the art. I hate it. Yeah. Uh, the first, are you, back, really are you back off it then? I don't. I'm kind of curious, but I was really not happy with this issue because I mean, I'm going to show. Like, I'll show it to you guys. Like, it's it's heads, heads upon heads upon heads, and upon talking, and it's all this like introspective Tony talking about himself, and it's it's movie Tony. It's not Marvel Tony. Yeah. I know that. Oh, okay. So I was thinking movie tone, Fox movie. It tone. just it feels. It, it news feels from like news from Newark. <laughs> the latest like st- stock industries. He's writing Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> but, uh, but that's the point of the book, isn't it? I mean, that's the whole thing. They, a little they, bit, they, I know. They launched, but they launched it to capitalize on the film, and that totally makes sense. It just it doesn't feel like it's in sync with the like the Iron Man that's going on in the other books. Yeah. Um. I, I, but uh, the art I really don't like. Yeah. So I, I mean, you're I, off of it. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. Iron Man is your abusive, drunken boyfriend, Josh. Which is appropriate. <laughs> it is. It totally is. And it, like, there was just this whole thing about there was this like thing in the past that that showed him firing some guy really mean, like really meanly. And I was like, w- are we gonna make up our mind about who Tony Stark is? Like, is he an asshole? Is that's that a good? Deal? That's a good point because I I was still uncomfortable reading Avengers. Like, I when thought, he, in the scenes yeah. with him and Steve, I was like, this he's still he's still the guy that caused all the trouble. No, and, and the, the, one of the things with the Avengers was is that he seemed in that. Like he remembered being around for all of it. Yeah, but in that one, he like in Avengers, he was the same Tony, not the rebooted Tony who didn't remember doing all that stuff. And I can't tell if he regrets it or think it's good or like he acted like he's like, oh, I was such an asshole. And I was like, well, re- were you? Are you that bad? Like I, I don't know. There's like this identity crisis going on with Tony, and I can't. I, I, I need there to be some I, somebody 
to streamline it all because I don't feel like anybody's writing the same Tony Stark in it. I think you should just drop it. I, you know, well, here's the thing. Like, everybody loves this book, and I went back, and I'm giving it a try, and I can see things I like about it. I, there's, there's, like, issues that I like, but... Okay, here's, here's the deal. You're gonna, okay, if you're not going to drop it, then you have to commit to it for a year. <laughs> no. Sorry, no, so two choices. That's it. Oh, baby, I love you. I hate you because I love you. <laughs> exactly. No, baby, come right. back. Anyway. Well, there you go. Anyway, so, that was um, supposed to be sure. I just love you so much I get angry. So uh, so Zatanna number one came out this week by Paul Dini, and uh, it, it, it made me realize that there – and this is personal for me because I live here. But there is – have you noticed there's a startling number of comic books taking place in San Francisco now? There's there's more and more, definitely. It's getting more. really weird. It's getting really weird. But anyway, but that's, that's – an, an, it, it started around the time that you moved there. I know, you? which is really weird. I'm, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm wondering what happens when I move to Duluth. Did you guys read this? Uh, yeah, no. I read it. Paul Dini's – see, the thing people don't realize about Paul Dini is he's a little bit pervy. <laughs> he's a little bit pervy, and I like him. I like him. About I like it. I like it. He's, so, he's so pervy, and I like it. He's so unassuming. You yeah, know, he, exactly. Meet him, and he just looks like a normal dude with glasses, in him, but he's pervy. Yeah. Uh, I, as I like evidenced this. by the opening shot of Zatanna all trussled up and gagged, and then later on there's a demon S&M club. Yep. Really good though. No, I liked it. I thought the oh. art was good. I really, I, I really did enjoy it. I, you know, I took a chance on it because it's Paul, and I, and and he used to write for us, and and I, I really like his work, and I want to support it. And I haven't been reading Streets of Gotham, and you know, and all that stuff like that. But um, I kind of like Zatanna. My problem with it is that reading Zatanna hurts my head because I can't do the backwards reading. Yeah. Did, did you know that if you were to say my last name backwards, it would be Naganalf? Okay, but the problem is, is that when I see it. When I see it on the page, I need to know what it says. So I need to figure out what it says, and it hurts my head. I can, I can see that. That'll yeah. slow you yeah. down. Yeah. I just don't care about Zatanna. Yeah. What's, yeah. She's a great character. She's yeah. a really great character. She's unlike every other DC character. She's a performer who's kind of bemused superhero. She does it because it's kind of fun, but really she just likes being a mag- magician. Yeah. And uh, I like that about her a lot. This is a really – and there's Stefan Rao, who's a French artist. He did a lot of covers for DC. And I, I think this is his first interior work that I've seen from him. And he, it was really strong. It was really good, really good. Yeah, so, yeah. Right. Battlefield's Firefly, Josh, ended um, it brutally. Quite. It's not a game. <laughs> it was. I'm not entirely sure how it ended. I got a little confused near the end of yeah, it. Yeah, there was a bit of a storytelling issue, but it seems to me like a, the, the tanks shot each other up, and then the, the other tank shot the church, and it collapsed on top of the well, other the, tank. The one tank was hiding in the church. Yeah. Or the church. Well, one, one tank seemed to shoot the other tank, and the other tank seemed to shoot the church, and the church just caused the whole church to collapse. That's what I it think seemed the like. the Germans were hiding inside the church. The, 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 um, the, the Jordy, uh, is, that a, is that an offensive term? I don't know. But he figured out that they were in there, so he commanded them to shoot through the church. Then they, so they did. Then they saw the tiger, super t- king tiger was pointed at them, so the king tiger shot them, and then they shot back at it, and then everybody died. End of story. Well, not the Jordy. He's alive. No, no. He was burned to a crisp, and he took his final revenge on the on the guy with a really, really long title. Junior. Lieutenant. So, yeah, I, I, I thought it was really good. I thought it really, it really, it made, it did the, the rare feat of making the first series better. Yeah. Yeah, no, it really did. It improved on it. I like that a lot. Uh, it, was, it was very good. Uh, but it did get confusing at the end, which was kind of a letdown at the very last second of it. A little it. bit, yeah. Uh, oh, the, still, last page was, the last page was fantastic. So that yeah, was, it was. So. Uh, now, on the script here, it says Ex Machina 40. I'd be very happy to talk about that. It's one of my favorite issues ever. <laughs> but it that- sadly is Ex Machina number 49. Wow. There's your mistake. Two, two, yeah, there's your mistake. Two thoughts on this book. Um, uh, one, the art was better than last issue. But not good. But not good. Tony's, I think Tony's changing his style. I think that's what's happening. You here. know what? You don't do that three issues from the end of. Okay, of- so th- my other question is when is the last issue? Can we just kill it? Next one is the next one okay? Because I just want it to be over. This is like this is like the 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 extra season of the TV show that should have ended. No, I, is this no, is Gilmore Girls season six. This or is Gilmore whatever. Girls season seven or what? Six or seven? Like story wise, I'm fine, but I think that we took too much of a break off in the middle. Yep. Although I do got to admit, the moment he put, uh, the moment uh, Mitchell put on the great machine, that that page yeah. of him flying was beautiful. Was great. I mean, yeah, Tony no, can that, still do it. You're, like you're right. No, it was. It, he can. And it's fine, but the it's it. The, the, this style doesn't bother me. The fact is that he changed styles. It, it's one book and one artist. I wanted to. I just feel like there needs to be a visual continuity. Well, and uh, yeah, and and my other thing is that he. I, I feel like he gets lazy on the boring pages. A little bit. Yeah. So, a little bit. Uh, and, and the page in the bathroom, particularly. 
uh-huh. which was just like, whoa, whoa, really? But um, uh, but yeah, so so this is the, this is the conclusion to the story arc. And honestly, it was a bit of an anticlimactic kind of like quick fight. And then apparently the the gun can open up the portal to hell or a dimension or something. Like yeah, like I feel whoa, like where did this book go when I since I've moved? To oh, trade? dude, it's crazy! It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's I, the thing is I just recently read through the first deluxe hardcover of it. Oh, so good! And, and it was it was amazingly good. Yeah. And I do like my favorite part of this though is the the police commissioner woman who's been saying all along, "You ever touch that again, you're yeah. fucked." And she and and she's following through on it. And I, and there's only one issue to go. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And we're done. It's gonna but, end with him going to, going to jail. All I know is that a I fucking I miss Brian K. Vaughn yeah. writing comic books a lot. Yeah. I mean uh, we're we're we are sorry for having him be. I I just don't like that, that Tony changed the style up yeah. or or who, Inker whoever did it. But like it doesn't look the same. That's not good. I'm with you. Um, are you guys still reading Joe the Barbarian? Yes. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, this is the best issue since the first one. I totally agreed. You took the words out of my mouth. You took the yep. words right out of my mouth. Sorry. Wow. I just sang meatloaf. <laughs> yeah. I- that was for Augie. Anyway. So um. Uh, yeah, this is the best issue since the first issue. Yes, it was this, fantastic. It had action. It like the the past couple issues have been kind of meandering and kind of we haven't ta- that's why we haven't talked about it. They haven't been bad, but they haven't been as good. This was like, oh yeah, this is what we're talking about. This is what we knew was going to win that first issue. What it was going to be, what it could well, be. Well, the last couple issues have had me thinking, wow, maybe I should have read this in trade because it was. Yeah. It was- I felt like it'd be a really much better experience, but this issue, I was glad I was reading it an issue. This was fantastic. Yeah, this was great. This, there was a there was a there's a scene in this issue where it was tense. Yeah. And you're turning the pages, not, you know, sort of scary, scared yeah. to see what's going to happen next. And there was some fantastic art. Double yeah, page spread of the dog attacking. In widescreen? Yes. Oh, was, that was great. Was it was so good. Yeah. So great stuff. Um, yeah. So I'm, re- I'm really excited to see this one finish up. It's, it's shipping like less than a monthly, it feels like. It seems like it's always out. Yeah. It's crazy, which is awesome. So um, cool. So those are the books that came out this week that we dug. Um, but you all went to ifanboy.com slash comics. You did your pull lists and you enjoyed some comics and, and reviewed some. So we're going to highlight some of them here. And uh, I'm stuffed up. So someone else read the first one. I got it. Knock. Big letters, capital. I uh, read Legion of Superheroes number one, gave the story a four out of five and the art of four out of five. Uh, Paul Levitz, right? Paul, Paul Levitz, yeah. Yep, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and Yildre Sinyar from Dynamo 5. Oh, yeah. Ooh, he's yeah. good. He's really good. Uh, he's real good. Uh, pick of the week percentage, a high one, 8.2% at the time of this recording. The entire review is Losh, or Legion of Superheroes, is not familiar ground for me, but I figure it isn't really for most people, so who cares? I did read Supergirl and Legion of Superheroes, which I thought was great. These Legionnaires seem real grown-up to me. The spirit of youth vibe wasn't there, but I'm cool with that. I can't believe they mentioned Flashpoint in this. What a damn tease, you DC jerks. Just kidding. I do like where the story is going. I cower at the thought of time travel again. But did Mike Romo write this? But hey, (laughs) if there are Green Lanterns involved and cool aliens, then I just might grow a pair. Whoa! Uh, then I might grow a pair. Okay, I would say that this is a good jumping on point, but as I didn't feel lost in any way. One question though: Is this the future of the main DC universe? Yes. As as opposed to a future, right? It's the uh, it's the future of the DC universe. Did yeah. you guys did you guys pick this up? Yes, no. I picked it up because I was like, I'll give it a shot. I made it maybe three pages, and I'm just I can't I can't do it. I I, I, just, I, I, I didn't even finish. I didn't finish reading it. I don't like the Legion. Well, yeah, but three, it, it, three pages was one scene of a guy getting tortured. Oh uh, no, no, maybe I made it a little. I made it when the guy with that with the long hair came in. I made it to that scene. Ultra Boy. Yeah, yeah. I made it when Ultra I'm Boy not, and the other guy came in. I was just like, I'm like, I don't know who these people are. I have no connection to them. I can't. I can't do it. I, I want to support Paul Levitz. I can't do it. Paul Levitz needs a new pair of shoes. <laughs> Daddy I I, uh, I I liked it. I didn't love it. I give it three stars. It's, I liked it enough to check it out. The next issue. The art great. I flipped through. I'm not a Legion person at all. I don't really know much about the Legion beyond what we, we've read in the last couple of years. And this actually is built off of the story that Jeff Johnson with Superman and Action Comics and built off of Legion of Three Worlds. So in that sense, I kind of knew the backstory. Um, yeah, it was a little confusing, but they gave each each Legionnaire had a little bio and they showed up. So that was that was helpful. There were just so many words. It was a lot of words. A lot of words. I can't, I can't get behind someone named Ultra Boy. Um, uh, it's, it's no, it's no, it's no sillier than Superman or Batman. It's just oh yeah, no, the names are no problem. I just don't know who they are. I don't know their powers. I don't know. I, and like I don't know the relationships. I feel like it. Like now I know what all you feel people feel like when you say you can't pick up the X Men. Now I know. So, but Sinar's art was amazing. So yeah, the art was good. I liked it enough yeah. to try the next one. It, I didn't hate it. Yeah, I'm not a Legion person. Akamu reviewed Batman Streets of Gotham 12. He gave a story of four out of five, and the art of five out of five, and zero point six percent of you made the pick of the week. And Akamu reviews every book. 
every week. That's why that's why you hear him a lot because yeah. he's a, he's a yeoman. Yep. And this is Echo's entire review. Classic Deanie Batman, a new villain, a return of a forgettable villain who Deanie makes interesting, a cheap gimmick with a twist, crocodiles, possibly a redemption, plus a little epilogue to the previous Damien's Mr. Zaz abuse Zaz. story arc. I go back and forth on whether or not I like Gwyn's art, but it's solid here and speaks well to the story. It is, however, completely outclassed by Kudransky's art on the Manhunter backup, which has consistently been the strongest of DC's backup stories. I gave the five for art and mostly for Kudransky. Kudransky, and I don't agree there. I like Gwyn's art a lot. I didn't like the art at all in the backup story. It was a new, he's the new guy. I, didn't like, I, didn't, I barely could get wow. through it. Different strokes. Yep. Um, this was great. Paul Dini's been on a roll with this book in, in the last couple of issues. He's been in, introducing lots of wacky, interesting, scary concepts into the DC universe. Um, and in the previously I mentioned before, he, he had a character called the Broker who finds hideouts for supervillains. Yep. And this is a character called the Carpenter who actually builds all the death traps. And all the stuff in this in the in the hideouts. Uh, she works with the with the broker. Nice. And this, in this one, she's building a, a hideout for this Hollywood villain called the director. I like and, all the thes. Yeah, and uh, it, it 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 was fun because it was all in her head. So she's narrating the story, and she's like, you know, this guy's an idiot. This trap's never gonna work. You know, this is, you know, I'm just I just I'm glad I got the money up at the front. Batman's gonna kick his ass. Like it's just. It was it's that it's that Dini sort of twisted wit that he brings to all of his stories when he's you know on fire and the bat, and Batman stuff that was really really nice cool uh, and a nice cliffhanger so it, it, it's a really really fun book right. Dini's been killing it since he's been back regular well, it's good to hear so um, go to ifanboy.com slash comics you can do your pull list and come back and rate and review your books and you might get a review on the show we've been getting I've gotten a couple questions in email lately but for people who can't figure out how to rate reviews. You go to the where it says your comics after you're logged in and uh, on on the main page, just under where it says I fanboy at the top, and then there you'll get the option to write a review or you know do all that stuff. So it's the little your comics button. And we can that's work. We can work on making that easier. We'll do. We're we're gonna work on making that easier. Yeah, but in the yeah. meantime, that's how it works. Don't feel bad. I couldn't find it at first either. All right. This episode is brought to you by Triptych Books. They are an independent comic book publisher, uh, and they they here's how here's how this works. They are working on their first series, Trigger Men. And what they want to do is is they're using something called Kickstarter, and, and that means that what you do is you go in and you can pre-order a copy of the first issue, and five dollars from you gets you a copy of the comic book when it comes out and helps it get started. So basically, you are you are pre-funding, you are pre-ordering a book for to help it get started, and they're supporting us. So why don't you go support them? Uh, so for more information, go to www.tripticbooks.com. That's T R I P T. R Y C H or I'm sorry. Whoa, that's oh, right. oh, yeah. oh, okay. Here it goes. T R I P T Y C H books.com. Yes, and there'll be a link in the show notes. Uh, go yes, to ifanboy.com and do that. So, yeah. Cool. Well, it's the last uh, week of the month, which means. It's not the, uh, is it the last week of the month? Jesus. No, we got one more week. Oh, God. Right. You almost gave me a heart attack. It's the end of the month. Yeah. <laughs> which means it's time for the book of the month because we. The rent! <laughs> <laughs> Josh, you had book of the month for May. What was it? I have the book of the month for May. The book of the month for May, as you may have noticed on the site, was is Dong Zhui, and that is how to pronounce it. I checked uh, by Joe Kubert. And this is our last feature of Joe Kubert month that I fanboy. Yeah. Well, it was, uh, it was Dong Zhui Vietnam 1965 was the whole title. You're right. Uh, um, I I don't have it in front of me. There it is. I can still I can do this though because I spent a lot of time with the book. Um, basically. This story takes place in 1965, and this is, uh, for those of you who know the history, uh, the, the War War, actually it was never called a war, hadn't broken out officially, and this is about a special group, an A-team, literally an A-team, uh, <laughs> that were in the, out, they're in the back country, uh, and, and their orders were to basically not engage the enemy unless absolutely, you know, unless fired upon, unless, so, so we were only sort of advisors at that point, so they, the, the, when I say we, I mean the United States. The, the U.S., uh, this group of soldiers were going from village to village, and they were actually doing support kind of stuff. They were talking to local village leaders and things like that. And the, the whole first part of the book is they're sort of going and meeting people and learning about their customs, and it's kind of weird and strange. But, you know, this book is a book that's about uh, the U.S. Uh, 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 American soldier as, as a hero, as something to be looked up to. Uh, and, and if if you get behind that and you get behind this book, then 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 the whole thing's gonna flow. Um, basically, what happens is that they get attacked, and there's this big thing, uh, you know, big firefight, and all sorts of stuff happens. And the guy, some guys escape, some guys don't. And it's about you know it, soldiers 
in that in that area, the, how, how they, what they're trained to do, what they're trained to act like, how how they compose themselves, the bravery they show under the face of that, you know, extraordinary fear, extraordinary pressure, things like that. Um, and it's, a, it's just one of those little stories that come from a war that people sort of lose track of in the in the overall. Uh, scope of, of the war, especially in a war like Vietnam, which is, is you know so controversial even to this day. Um, you know these are guys you know in the army who, and you can you can hear when you when you read it you can not hear but you can you can sense the uh, admiration that Kubert has for these soldiers and soldiers like them. It is for the most part a true story. Uh, the it, the story goes. By the way, uh, I I did a conversation earlier in the month, uh, Toxplode with uh, Mr. Kubert. And, and he explains a lot of this stuff um, about how it came from. But basically, it was a true story, but he didn't use the names of the people in it uh, for various reasons. Um, that all well, being said... You, you, mentioned, you mentioned him. Let's talk about the art. Well, that, that's what I was going to say. That all being said, to be completely honest, the reason to check this book out is 198%, which is not possible, uh, is the art. Uh, the art is... Uh, the first thing you're going to notice right away is that this doesn't look like a t- traditional comic book. Uh, it, there's no panel borders per se. There's no word balloons. Um, it's all and, and there's no ink or color. It's all done in pencils, roughly. I love how raw it is. It's oh. so raw. It's just like he. It's like almost like looking at a sketchbook. Yeah, his well, his and, style as it's evolved where he's at right now really lends itself to that raw, sketchy kind of thing. And it, it's amazing that he's doing such great work now as as old as he is. I mean, it's yeah. He's 83. He's 83, yeah. and he's doing work that is as good as, A, it's ever been. Uh, he's as good as ever. He has not lost a single step. Yep. I mean, not, not, he hasn't lost a millimeter. And I mean, maybe he's slower. I don't really know. Uh, but the he's book is – Yeah, it takes him longer. Yeah. I mean, like, the, yeah. The, but The book is, is beautiful. And, but the thing is, he didn't let that stop him from doing A-level, top, top-notch no. work. Yeah. Um, well, I, I love it, that it doesn't. I mean, you mentioned it doesn't look like a comic. There's no panel borders. It, lo- it looks like he just, you know, it's a, it's an innovative way of doing a page without breaking it up into panels. He he makes the art the panel. Yep. And also, you know, most comics obliterate the art in terms of you don't. They make it a complete package. The the pencils get inked. The inks get colored. It, it's supposed to look like a finished page. Here, it looks like art. You see every stroke of the pencil. You see every. Every smudge. Every, I mean, it looks like he just drew it all. I handed you the page. It's not like it's not well, polished, and that's great. A, and that and that's one of the beautiful things about looking at it is that you're seeing the raw art. You're see, there's nothing is covered up. There's yep. no there's no mistakes. The erased lines are still visible. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's art in its purest, rawest form by a guy who has been doing comics since you know since he was 13 years old professionally. Just before any of us were ever born, or amazing. And our times two. Yeah. Times three for a lot of people, and and it's all right there. Now the reason that he said when I spoke, because I asked him, I was like, well, why did you go with the pencils and not sort of the finished whole deal? And he said that he was going for the effect of having it be a guy who was drawing it, you know, while he was there, sort of a combat cartoonist. Um, so it has that sort of sense of immediacy uh, that that you would be sort of capturing the stuff as it was happening. Although that would be awkward. <laughs> Hold on. Hold still. Don't, can you not move? So just hold your guts a little bit longer. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. This is, uh, this is the second Vietnam theme book of the month this year. Yes, yeah. it is. Wow. wow. We're, uh, yeah, we'll never forget. <laughs> um, but, I mean, really, if you, if you go get a chance to read my book of the, book of the month review, it's actually a review that I was really proud of. Yeah. Um, well, very I, well I, done. Very well done. And, and Joe really appreciated it, if I remember. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was actually – it's so – I mean, like, he's one of those you know, guys in, like, he, he writes a note. That how, he, like, how, wait, how amazing is that? That A, that you got – that, that A, that he did this book. B, that you got to interview Joe Kubert. C, that he read the review, appreciated it, and let you know. Yeah, I mean, like the, I was, I was floating around that week. Yeah. That was a, that was like, that was the best thing that's happened to me in the last month, uh, except for the, my baby smiling a lot. But well, they're, uh, they're different things. I mean, they are very yeah, different yeah, things. Yeah. But it was a really cool thing. Like it was like, can your baby oh, draw like that? Really? Maybe we should put maybe. a pen in his hand. He, once yeah. he can hold a pen, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. Is the point? Uh, but seriously, this is a guy who who's taught you know half of the comic industry how to make comic books. Yep. He's been around forever, and he's still doing just top-notch work, as Connor talked about earlier, and I did now. And it's worth looking at. Uh, it's it's worth experiencing it and watching how this guy does it. You you may have seen he did some work in Wednesday Comics recently. Yeah, um, and pro- talk about prolific for eighty three. He's 
he he did the inks, the heavy inks on these on these two issues of Legacy, which we talked about. He did this graphic novel. He just did that. He did the the Wednesday Comics thing, and he did the other one we talked about a while back. What was that? The um, the the Sergeant Rock book. I mean, yep. Like this is this is just he's 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 crazy. amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so Viet Viet uh, Dong Zhui, Vietnam, nineteen sixty five. Uh, it's original hardcover from Vertigo. No, DC. Um, just great. Uh, take take a look at it. Uh, cool. Read the review. Uh, just look. You can see the art samples on there, and you'll see exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, go to ifanboy.com. It's right up at the top. You can find a link there. So very cool. Good job, Josh. And you can probably get it on Amazon, in stock trades, all that stuff. So, oh yeah. Yeah, it's a new book, so it's gonna be out there. Um, cool. On to the emails. Uh, our first email comes from Nicholas S from New Jersey, and I'm gonna try to read it through my stuffed nose. How did I get a cold in May? That's what I want to know. Allergies. I'm not allerg- allergic. Allergedic. I'm you not never allergic. Know. I can't talk for someone. Mjolnir. <laughs> Mjolnir allergies. Okay, so Nicholas from New Jersey writes, I was wondering what you guys think about Captain America <laughs> becoming the new top cop of the Marvel Universe, especially Connor, because I know he's a big Cap fan, and I th- and I and it's thanks and it's, to him, and it's thanks to him that I read Project Rebirth, one of my personal favorite comics ever. I read Project yeah, Rebirth. So whatever. 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 I'm sick. <laughs> um, he, did, he wrote it in the present tense. He did. Threw me <laughs> off. <laughs> so, you guys, did you guys talk about this? I haven't. Uh, no, we haven't talked about it. Oh. I'll get, here's the thing: I like Cap running Shield. I think it's great. I think it's natural. My two questions, which I'm sure are going to be answered, are: What about Nick Fury? And um, I hate the term "top cop," and I wish they'd stop using it. Why, why are they all pissed at Nick Fury? I don't understand. Yeah, a Secret War, man. See, I was playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance too the other night, and I was like, "Oh shit, Secret War! I forgot about that." Oh yeah. yeah, that's why they're pissed at him. That's yeah. why nobody likes him. That's I why they so. wanted him to get out of the end of siege. They're like, "Screw off, yeah. Nick Fury." Bullshit. Go screw Nick Fury, and he was so like, they, cool, so, so I they'll, talk take, like that. they'll take Tony back, but not Nick Fury, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, but what do you think, Connor? I want him to be Cap. I mean, yeah, I'll read the stories, and it'll be interesting, and then and and it's it'll I'll, I'll watch Billy Zabka, Captain America, Steve Rogers running around running Shield, but you know, I want him to be Cap. Yeah. I didn't I didn't like him handing over the Shield in the siege. It just to me it just doesn't make any sense. Well, because you gotta have it's, two. It's all, it's just all been it's all been a device. They they want to keep Bucky Cap, so the the the, the motivations don't make any sense to me. Yeah. You feel like you it know? make more sense to you know? I'm also a big Cap fan. I mean, you know, not to sell myself short, but uh, I don't mind it so far. I'm I no, I'm, I'm it's guessing, fine now, but not too long. I'm guessing I will mind it. Well, I think yeah. you'll mind it. I think you'll mind it a couple of months in after uh, that uh, after you after you uh, read Secret Avengers and have to deal with that costume for a few months. Oh, yeah. the fighting American hybrid. That's not fighting American because we don't have the rights to that. No. Yeah. It's why, why not pay Joe Simon and more, Jack Kirby's estate for something else? Exactly, yeah. Why not not pay them more? And look, <laughs> um, look forward to all the great uh, Steve Rogers hair conversations we can have. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind it. It's kind of interesting. I, I think that it's another one of those characters who's going to be in 14 different books and there needs to be yep. some streamlining of what it is he actually acts like. Yep. Everybody's doing their own thing with him right now, the same as Tony Stark, and it's it's a little off putting. Um, I don't know. I, I I'm 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 looking forward to it. I think it could be interesting. I I really like him as a character. I liked the setup of him going. I want to do this, and I want to do this my way. If you're gonna hand the keys of everything to somebody, it makes absolute sense that Steve Rogers is the person that you hand them to because you went from handing them to, to Norman Osborn. Yep. And now, like, well, who's the person who you trust? Who's the guy who is not going to drop this ball? And it's Steve Rogers. Yep. You can't fault that logic at all. But we'll, uh, we'll have to see what happens. I just hate the term top cop. Well, that's re- kind of irrelevant. Yeah, I know. <laughs> all right, so if you have a question or you want to chime in on this, on this debate, you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com or you can call our voicemail line and we're going to listen to some voicemails up. And our first one's got a, a very good question about comics of the past. Hi, Fanboy. It's Luke from Denver. So I was just sitting and reading Next Wave, Agents of Hate, and thinking, this was awesome. Why did it get canceled? And I was thinking, uh, I like making lists. So what are the best canceled comics of the past 10 years? Thanks. Bye. That's a good question. Have we? I don't think we've been asked that question. I'm sure we could all list off like a bunch of comics right away, and then as we started thinking about it, go forever. Yeah, probably. Ron, what do you got? Uh, well, no, I don't want to start. Connor, you go first. Uh, Gotham Central comes to mind. That's one that we, we no love forever. Yeah. Uh, it's a no brainer. Yes, well, and, it and was definitely no. It was definitely canceled. Then it, you know, then checkmate was that? Oh wait, wait, I mean, oh wait. You mean canceled versus ended? Well, like alias ended. It didn't get canceled. No, he's talking about canceled. Like canceled before its time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
So Gotham Central. Gotham Go- Central for sure. Josh. Uh, I first thing that comes to mind is Wildcats 3.0. Yeah. Uh, which yep. Joe Casey never got to finish that story. Yeah. Uh, which it's like literally just left hanging out there. And it's in uh, his head. We should ask him. Ah. Uh, Oh well, it's not the it's not the same. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you tell me. I bet uh, you can act it out pretty pretty awesome. <laughs> um, uh, and then the other one that comes to mind is uh, a, a little story called Dead Enders. Yeah, it came up from Vertigo by Ed Brubaker. Uh, that that was so long ago. That was yeah, that was that. like that was, was like our our new re- rebirth time in comics. I remember that. Yeah, that yeah. Was, yeah, but it was good, and we and we never got to see the end of it. Yeah. Um, I more, most recently uh, Captain Britain, obviously. Yeah. Um, I want to go back into the vault, and I don't know if it's ten years. It might just be on the outskirts of ten years, but uh, there was a DC title called Young Heroes in Love that I adore. Oh yeah, I remember that. Peter I remember David? That. I, no, 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 no. That's Young Justice. Young, Young Justice. Justice. Yeah. Um, Young Heroes in Love. I don't even remember who wrote it or drew it. The art was totally. I'm gonna look it up now. Um, it was so much fun. It was. Uh, it was just about a bunch of heroes, and they were just trying. To, they had no ties to the DC universe. They were like all new characters. I got it. I didn't. It was right when I started tinkering with DC. And um, I got into it in the first issue, and it was published from 97 to 98, and it was just – it was great. It was really good. Uh, Dan Raspler wrote it, and Dev Madan did the art. I totally remember that book. I yeah. totally bought that book. Uh, yeah. Off-Ramp, Monster Girl, Bonfire, Thunderhead, Hard Drive, Frostbite, Junior, Zip Kid. Like, and, it was, and it was the whole premise. It, was an 18, it ran 18 issues. It had a, million, a millionth issue. Remember that? Yeah, um, God. <laughs> and, and the whole premise was you know, a bunch of you know, a, a, a young – Group of heroes that were, you know, the the that were just thrown together. They don't really want to work together. They weren't ready to deal working together. And there was a lot of soap opery kind of tones. Is why I liked it. But um, it was just fun. It, and it kind of reminded me of an early noble causes, I guess. Um, yes. Yeah. It, was, it was all about the relationships. It was, it was yeah. very much soap opera. Yep. Very much. Literal, literal soap opera. Yeah. yeah. So I missed that title. So uh, yeah, I'm sure we could think of a ton more. Maybe we'll do it on a video show sometime. That'd be fun. So. Yeah. That's that sounds that sounds fine. research intensive. Yes, it does. That's, that sounds like work. Um, <laughs> all right, our next voicemail uh, has got a, a question that's been on Connor's mind for years. Oh Jesus! Hello, this is Sam from Wisconsin, and I have a bit of a silly question to ask you. You guys don't have to answer this or not, but I thought, what the hey? Um, uh, I'm just curious if it's if you could possibly could do it. What um, character would you possibly date, or you know, just or just have you know, go out with once? in the uh, comic book universe. Okay. Um, all right. Thanks very much. Love the show. Bye-bye. I feel like there's two categories of date or just go out with once. <laughs> exactly. Really? No. That's really, that's a wide. It's no, a if wide you only go out with them once, is there a reason? Is it, does like, it go badly? Know, it's or is like it, asking, like, who do you want to go on a bad date with? I'm like, well, I don't know, Gorgon. <laughs> or do you just have like, do you have like the one night stand that you're never going to see each other again? Or You, you, oh. you decide to take your shot with Ms. Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> I go out with Hot Girl once. Yeah, like uh, like uh, Spider Woman gets really drunk, and you know she, she'll probably sleep with you, but then you, you won't have another date. So yeah. who's, what, a, you know. who's a real dirty girl? This is creepy. <laughs> this, is, this is now creepy. Yeah. Um, what well, do you want? We're talking. We're talking. Oh, cat, we're Black talking. Widow, obviously, is yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, you've got a good chance of closing that deal. Um, well, this is character. Oh, this is that's ca- the worst thing I've ever said in my life. That really it was bad. Um, this is favorite. Ca- who, what character would you want to date? So it's not. It's not my uh, my overarching anybody. Jamie McKelvey draws because he draws the girls I want to date, but that's no, not characters. So yeah. come on, you know it's Kitty Pride. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, I want the long term relationship with Kitty. Yeah, hmm. this is really creepy. <laughs> Josh, come on! There was just like an air of sincerity in that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really, really, I got, I got introspective there, and I thought about my un- life with it's kids. uncomfortable. Like, and it, I want everybody to realize he's talking about a cartoon. <laughs> well, keep in mind, like she knows computers. Oh my not god! Not real. She's feisty. <laughs> oh god, he's not. He's not kidding. He has this. Uh, she's down- a brunette. You know, uh, she cut it when Kitty had her hair cut short. That uh, when she put in the ponytail and astonishing. Let's, yeah. <laughs> Are we out of time? Are we running out of time? No. Who's yeah. at the clock? Connor. Yeah. Josh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, for one thing, you know that Jessica Jones is willing to go with all three. Anyway. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm. I'm. I, it depends. Like it always. With me, it always depends on who's drawing them. Oh God. <laughs> no, you like every once in a while. Like for for whatever reason, like. Boy, they did a really good job with Spider Woman over the past few years, didn't they? <laughs> that's that's uh, creepy. <laughs> Connor, I came back for this this conversation. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> this is your thing. My thing. 
It's uh, uh, yeah. Um, gee, I don't know. Come on, dial, dial back to Barbara when, you're, when you're 15 or 13. Yeah, Barbara Gordon. Why not? Uh, I'm trying to look through my books. Yeah, you know, you know, it'd be a lot of fun to go out with Lady Blackhawk. Yeah, yeah. She's a hard drinking 1940s sassy. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I think. All right, so call our voicemail line, one eight 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 fanvoice one eight 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 three two six two six nine seven. 327 The creepier the question, the better. Uh, I, feel, and, I feel shame. I feel lots of shame and right you know, now. Notice that both Sam and Luke said who they were, where they were from, and they were under 30 seconds. That's what we liked the most. So uh, call the voicemail line, one eight eight fanvoice Hey, if you're listening to the show or any of our other mini shows, our Talksplodes, our, our Booksplodes, our Don't Miss, our video show, all kinds of things – Every week, you might find yourself wondering, how can I help support these guys who provide me so many free hours of entertainment? It's so much of it, and it's free, and we make your comic experience better, hopefully. How can I support these guys? Well, you can, very easily, you go to ifmway.com, you can click on our banners or our advertisers. They, they support us, so you support them. That, that helps. Uh, that takes you no effort whatsoever. You can go to ifmway.com slash Amazon if you're going to make your Amazon purchases. Click on the Powered by Amazon button. It'll take you to Amazon proper, and anything you buy there will help us out with no cost to you whatsoever. And millions of people use Amazon, so and you know, no cost and a lot of savings. Yes, that's yeah. true, and no, 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 no downside in that one. I even made that my uh, my my shortcut on my browser, so cool. that's that helps every time. Uh, you can buy one of our mini T-shirts. We got Fear Agent shirts still left over. We got still got a couple, a handful of Battle Pug shirts. Um, we might have some old shirts coming back soon, so check those out. Connor, Connor also- has really worn. <laughs> yeah. they, got hole, they got holes in the armpit. Stains. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a, there's like a red wine stain in one of them. Is a you know, it's just these are authentic. There's a different stain on another one. <laughs> oh, that was so check this. That, that, that was the dr- that was the worst thing you've ever said. That was over the line. That was it was it was it was decidedly not. <laughs> I've said much worse, but we will not approach that now. And and the best thing you can do to help us out is you can be an iFanboy member. They're our favorite people in the whole all of the world. You can do that for $4 a month or $42 a year. That'll get you a prize pack. You can go to the higher level, $10 a month, $100 a year. That'll get you the prize pack plus a T-shirt. And those are the people we really appreciate. They really have kept us going for years and years, keeping us going now. And we couldn't be doing this without you guys. So become an iFanboy member. We appreciate it very much. Uh, so, and also a perk of being an iFanboy member is the giveaways we do. We do we, so we've given away amazing stuff over the past year plus of the iFanboy membership program. And we've got some more giveaways coming up in May and June. You're going to want to stay tuned to iFanboy.com. We've got some very cool uh, stuff to give away. So become a member. That's how you don't miss out on it. Well, all right then. Uh, we want to remind you that there's this podcast, but then there's other podcasts too that we do so, so you can listen to those besides the video show, which we're going to talk about in a second. But there is the Talksplodes, uh, which are interview podcasts. And uh, Ron, what's coming? Do we, do we know for Talksplode, sure? yeah. I, I, hypothetically, we should be talking to next week if everything goes right. We're going to be checking out Rick Remender on oh. Talksplode, yeah. So. Well, uh, he's got the Fury. Oh, I miss Fury Agent. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and then there's our Don't Miss podcast, which we missed yes. uh, last week for the first time ever. But that was not, that was a, not a bad 24. We took a week off. Yeah, we took a we we took 20, it was 25, 25 episodes in a row. Took a week off. Every um, 25 weeks, we're going to take a week off. You can, deal th- with you it. can thank a very prominent Marvel creator for that week off. But, um, oh. but yeah. so <laughs> About as prominent as they get. Next week, Chris is going to be back. And um, Chris Neeson is going to be talking to somebody. And tune in on Monday. You'll find out who it is. There was no information in my segment. None whatsoever. So. <laughs> I got it. I was like, I'm forgetting something. That, yeah. uh, but, but there were some really good talks blows in the last month, and you should go check them out. Like we said, the, the Joe Kubert one, uh, it was a less than 30 minutes, I think, but it was one of the most fun ones I've ever done. I love seeing people on Twitter just going, just listen to the Joe Kubert interview. It was great. Like, seriously, yeah. like, we're not, like, not blowing smoke up your ass, not patting our own selves in the back. Josh, you did a great job on that interview, and it was a, a really good one to listen to, as well as the John Romita one that we did back in March. So Yeah, and well, Jay. How nervous were you? How nervous were you, Josh? I was pretty nervous because I didn't know what he was going to be like. Yeah. You know, like he's 83 years old. He's from, you know, he's old school. Like you never know. The thing is, old older artists like those guys who've like come around to be convivial are tons of fun to talk to. Yep. Jaded writers who are in their 40s and 50s who've been in the industry for 20 years. Awesome. Those guys are mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, They're mad as hell and they're not going to take it anymore. You could just hear the, the spite coming out of him and I just didn't know who I was going to get and they came on and he was like hi Josh and I was like oh yeah. and it was great it was great it was great it was good stuff. so cool 
You can check out iFanboy.com for my Pick of the Week review, Josh's Book of the Month review, all of our writers. We got daily content. We got so much stuff going on there. We got Word Balloon every week from John Suntress. It's all kinds of things happening at iFanboy.com. If you can go to iFanboy.com slash about, you can find our social network links, be our friends on all kinds of places, mostly Facebook and Twitter, but anywhere you want. Goodreads as well. We're all on there on iFanboy.com slash about. Every Wednesday, we've got a video show that happens on iFanboy.com and, iFanboy, and revision3.com slash iFanboy. Last week, we went into our own vault and pulled out the Stumptown interview that we did a couple years ago. Surprisingly it, fresh. Yeah. It didn't come out for various reasons that we don't really need to get into, but they, we pulled it out. It was a good one. I remember very, very distinctly being stuffed in the corner of that little tiny room and holding that camera for a long time. That's I like my, how you were referred to as cameraman. Yeah, <laughs> by Greg Rocco, one of your writing heroes. I know, that's, yeah, cameraman. Someone, oh. <laughs> I was stuck in the corner. It was like a five by five room. Anyway, oh, how things ne- have changed. <laughs> next week, next week is the return of the anthology show. Each one of yeah. us talking about something. Fun. Here's what I'm saying: Batman's coin, body world, other lives. Nice. It's gonna be a good show. Yes. Uh, you can email us, like we said, at contact@fanboy.com about. Well, pretty people email us about anything. You don't need me to tell you what to do. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 888-FANBOYS, which is 326-2697. To get it on the show, you want to keep it short, you want to be to the point, and you want to tell us who you are and where you're from. That's how it gets done. Also, good question. That also helps. Yes. And if you like what we do, go to iTunes, write a review of, uh, of the show, write a review of Don't Miss, write a review of the video show. Um, all the reviews help people discover it in iTunes, and it's a, it's a good way to spread the word. And also spread the word. Tell your friends. Tell the folks at your comic book store. Um, we, the iFanboy, iFanbase is strong and growing every day, and it's because of you. And we want to thank you for that and continue to do so. so strong like bull. Strong, strong like, like bull. bull. So, Connor, welcome back. It's good to be back in the saddle. Zatanna. That's who I would date. Oh, nice one, nice one. Fishnets, awesome, hot. Nice, nice, nice. There's nice. someone I can't think of it. I'm gonna have to come back with it next week. Yeah. I'm like, I know it. The thing was, I was focusing on superheroes, and I know it's like in a Vertigo book or something. Yeah. You could write the review, the article that no one thought you'd ever write. Who I would date in comics by yeah, Josh Lanigan. That's a good idea. The, the article no one thought we'd see happen. The comic book character I most want to. Anyway, so until, we get a lot of hits on that one. You should do it. You totally should. Until next week, I'm Ron. I'm Connor. And I, I'm thinking that maybe Tulip? No, no, she scares me. She's she would, gun. she would fuck you up. Tara Chase? Tara Chase? No, she's too much. That's the thing. All the ones that I immediately thought they kind of intimidate me. What about Mockingbird? You love Hawkeye, Mockingbird. She's, they're married. I don't. I don't, I don't what about what about the Fables girls? Uh, Snow yeah. White or, or the or Red Riding Hood? No. Cinderella. Dirty. dirty. Or Bigby. <laughs> Bigby. <Big B. laughs> <laughs> and it comes out. He is a shapeshifter. Why limit your options is what I'd say. <laughs>